Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911. Ruben Nava of Jesse Romero, two man car. 1084 Jesus. Good morning, Jesse. How are you? Reporting for duty, sir. Ruben, lot to talk about today. Yep, there is. Especially in light of what uh, of the leak that happened yesterday. Here's my take, Ruben. I'll give you my take. Uh, the leaking of the Supreme Court decision was done intentionally by the left to change the outcome of the of the vote, right? And, and also to get out the domestic anarchists to get them to get them ginned up because this is going to be their new George Floyd issue to carry them to the midterms because they know that uh, they're not doing too well. Uh, you know, when it comes to the economy, when it comes to uh, the, uh, the war in Ukraine, when it comes to inflation, gas prices, uh, Afghanistan, uh, they got a horrible track record. And so what we're seeing right now is that they're trying to gin up the vote for the left. This is going to be their new George Floyd issue to carry them to the midterms. And let's not forget that abortion, this is a sacred right to the left. Uh, I mean, uh, if they could, they would even try to pack up the court. So on our side, just remember, stay prayed up and churched up because this battle is ultimately against demons. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, and, and demons just use useful idiots to do their evil deeds upon the earth. And we have no dearth of them in this country. That's right, Jess. It's, it, it is egregious that something like this would be leaked out. You know, the, the court is, is very, been very, you know, um, supposed to be very uh, secretive. It's, it, it, sh- it shouldn't be politicized, but it has. And, and I think um, it, it obviously it came from somebody from the, from the left in the, in the sense what they're, they're thinking is that it's probably a, a law clerk that put it out, just like you said, to get the, get the liberals all worked up and get them all in, in position, you know, so they could, uh, and they've already put up barriers around the Supreme court itself. And, um, you know, we, we saw, we see in, in, you know, criminal cases where, especially during this, the BLM uh, movement, the last two years where people were afraid to testify. And so therefore, you know, they, they were trying to change the outcome of, of the, you know, the jury's uh, votes on, on, let's say for instance the uh, law police shootings of uh black men and um and so we see it here well, we we shouldn't be surprised at this because Jesse remember Justice Samuel Leto um he wrote a draft in February that says that the Roe abortion ruling was egregiously wrong and should be completely overturned and Clarence Thomas made it clear for years that he, that they thought that Roe should be overturned so um you know the one I'm worrying about is this Kavanaugh. He's he's you know he's a little shaky right now. So let's uh let's see where where it goes from here. But uh, yeah, I, I Jesse, I don't know what what the, if it's gonna entail that the states still have the right to to impose. Yeah, Ruben, I, I my just listening to all the constitutional experts on this, they're saying uh, best case scenario for us. I mean, is this will be uh, struck down by the Supreme Court. What happens, it goes to to the state, and it'll, this will be decided on a state-by-state basis. And so, bottom line is, if uh, if you don't want abortion in your state, well, that's going to be up to the people of that state to decide. 
And if people don't like it, they can move to other states. I mean, if people like abortion, they can move to California, New York, and some of the other places, Oregon. If people don't like abortion, you're going to be able to move. And so it's going to go back to the states. But uh, like you said, Ruben, I think the left sees this. They sees the midterm elections. They're not going very good for them. They stand to lose the House and Senate. And this was, uh, without a doubt, this was leaked by a leftist law clerk. Why? To energize the left and get out the vote. Because they know the right's energized because of, again, inflation, the economy, the border crisis, the Afghanistan debacle, the pending Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe. So the left needs to fire up their base. And they're hoping that this is going to compel the anarchists, BLM, Antifa, Occupy Wall Street, all these young malformed millennials, to take to the streets with acts of violence and destruction with the intent of, of intimidating the conservative justices on the court in order to make some of them change their mind before the final ruling in June. Uh, may Our Lady give us the final victory in June. Until then, stay holy or die trying and watch your six. That's right. That's right. We are in the month of Mary, so uh, this is the time where a tremendous amount of graces are going to be coming from her. So let's let's utilize her, our, our advocate, the uh, the neck to the head of Jesus. So amen. Yeah, let, let's Jesse. Let's get into this uh, this this Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas. He's secretary of Homeland Security. What a disgrace! What a disgrace! Yeah, I, this guy should be impeached. Um, I'll tell you, he's saying that. Um, the Department of Homeland Security is is creating a disinformation governance board, and it comes two days after Tesla CEO um, Elon Musk secured a forty four billion dollar deal to buy Twitter, and uh, he says he's there. This governance, this disinformation governance board is going to combat misinformation ahead of the twenty twenty two elections, and uh, so this is he said this before the House Appropriations Subcommittee and uh, to discuss the fiscal twenty twenty three budget for. DHS and uh, Rep. Lauren Underwood, a Democrat from Illinois, cited reports on how minority communities are being targeted in misinformation campaigns and asked Mallorcas what DHS will do to address it. Unbelievable. Ruben, this isn't a coincidence that this uh, this this new office, the Disinformation Governance Board, yeah. that it comes two days after, you know, no. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is going to is, is wants to buy Twitter or has already secured the funds for it. Yeah. It's this is not a coincidence. This is strategic. What the left wants is they want to just silence us. They don't want us to be able to, this reminds me years ago, I don't know if you can remember, there was a movie that came out about 10 years ago at Ben Stein. It was called No Intelligence Allowed. And it was about college professors being silenced. This was 10 years ago. It was called Expelled No Intelligence Allowed uh, by, with Ben Stein. Great movie. And it talked about the fact that from one college to another, they were silencing conservative professors. Well, this is way beyond the colleges now, Ruben. This is now mainstream. They want to silence just Joe Sixpack in the pew. And this is actually quite the opposite of what uh, of what Donald Trump did. Back in May 2017, shortly after assuming office, President Trump signed an executive order telling the IRS to stand down and not go after any churches or religious organizations that engage in political speech as well as endorsements of individual candidates. So uh, what what Biden is doing is exactly the opposite of what Trump did for us in 2017. Right. 
And he's putting somebody in charge by the name of Nina Jankowitz, who previously served as a, a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center. And she's going to head the board as executive director. And she says she tweeted, cat's out the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been quiet on here. Honored to be serving in the Biden administration, DHS government, and helping shape our counter disinformation efforts. Mayorkas also named Ron Silvers and Jennifer Gaskell as leaders of the new board. This news of the disinformation governance board comes two days after Tesla. Uh, we mentioned that already. But, you know, amid the groin censorship, Jesse, uh, on the right, a bevy of Republicans, they've suggested that the, the, that the initiatives amounts to political speech. Politicizing speech and uh, Elon Musk, he you know he declared it messed up. Many on the right likened it to the Ministry of Truth from George Orwell's book in 1984. Bingo! This is what it's going to be. The, yeah. the Ministry of Truth. So uh, their truth is the only thing they're going to allow, and they've been silencing us for for years, Jesse. And and you disagree with them? Oh, then it's disinformation. It's and so. This is we've got to put a stop to this. We got to win these uh, the the midterms and get these these uh, these knuckleheads out of office. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, Ruben, that, that book George Orwell that he wrote called 1984, it's it's eerily similar to what's happening right now because in that book, as I recall, the government goes rogue and it becomes totalitarian. And what they start doing is they start controlling the people's speech and their thoughts. Right. This this is what's happening right now. The, that book 1984 is happening right now in 2022 under Joe Biden. Now, Ruben, we we agree that there is some regulations to free speech. I mean, the Supreme Court it says you can't walk into a public theater and start yelling fire. Right. Uh, you know. So so there are some regulations to free speech, but but this is this is beyond regulating. You know, hate speech. This is just trying to regulate uh, speech that's consistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's just be honest. What they don't want, Ruben, is anybody to be influenced by the gospel of Jesus Christ, by Christianity. This is exactly what it's all about. It's attack, not attack against Islam. It's not attack against Judaism or Buddhism or Sikhs. It's an attack against the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fullness of the truth right there, Jesse. Yeah. So, And it's, a, uh, it's kind of ironic that this Nina Jankowitz, she, in the past she supported Democrats' And praise efforts to crack down on on the coronavirus misinformation and social media and ex, and express skepticism about the providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. So here she, she's she's spreading misinformation herself because obviously we know the Hunter Biden laptop is true, and and so they're going to put her in charge of this. It, it's you 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 couldn't think make this stuff up, Jesse. The, the, the left is constantly just coming at us, uh, like you said, trying to intimidate us and get us um shut us down yeah this is probably the, the least qualified person to run this office she is completely biased and this just goes to show when the left's in power uh ruben they we have no rights when they're in power our rights are basically diminished coming up we're going to talk about twitter and the employees that are melting down over there over the takeover from uh elon musk we'll be right back Now, 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. And uh, Supreme Court Justice, just going back to the last uh, incident article we talked about, Chief Justice uh, Roberts, he directs a a marshal to investigate the leak. He calls this an egregious breach of trust. So hopefully you get to the bottom of it and um, hope there's some type of uh, justice there for, for the, uh, you know, it's for, for the court. I mean, it's, it's, it stands for all of us here. Absolutely. That person has to be immediately fired forthwith, and they have to make an example out of this person that this never happens again. Yes, that's right. Ruben, let me just mention something about big tech. They censored Biden criticism more than 600 times over two years. Some, some people were merely targeted or targeted merely for quoting the president in his own words. Right. And uh, thanks to Dan Bongino and others, uh, Dan Bongino, who's generally unfiltered, he explains why Twitter shareholders and the company itself are doing a disservice by not accepting Elon Musk's bid to buy the tech giant. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think Elon Musk is kind of like our Cyprus of Persia, Cyrus of Persia or, or Emperor Constantine. He's not a Christian, that, as far as, so far as I know, but he certainly tracks in the right direction. It seems like he follows natural law and common sense, and I think we can win him over to our team completely at least one day. But the, a, new, a new report published last Thursday tracked more than 600 cases of pro-Biden censorship on big tech platforms in two years. Yep. The Media Research Center, uh, through its censor track database, said it found 646 instances, uh, cases of, of, of people who criticized Biden on Twitter or Facebook and had their comments deleted, received speech restrictions, or were outright banned. This got to stop. <laughs> the Of the 646 cases, nearly a quarter involved those who were targeted targeting for speaking about a New York Post story that investigated the president's son, Hunter Biden, and his allegedly corrupt foreign business dealings. The largest share of those who were censored in the 646 figure were those who posted content related to Biden's notoriety for inappropriate contact, contact, an issue that he was forced to address on the campaign trail. And among those targeted included politicians like former President Donald Trump, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy from California, and news outlets like the New York Post, the Washington Post Free Beacon, the Federalist, among many others. Uh, I'll tell you, Saki even admitted, Jen Saki admitted that uh, that President uh, that Biden is concerned that Trump could return to Twitter after Musk's, Musk's purchase. To me, Ruben, that's exactly why the left is going crazy. They're afraid that Donald Trump is going to come back with mean tweets. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said that he's not. He's got his own platform now. So, you know, I just think, like you said, Elon Musk, he, he's not a conservative. He's more of a, an independent, um, you know, liberal, uh, libertarian. And... Uh, but he has he has the the right attitude that we have to open up free speech and and get people to think for themselves and be able to not silence opinions and so he yeah. he doesn't want us to turn uh into that book 1984 yeah yeah so i mean he's putting his uh money where his mouth is and uh, god bless him for that hopefully we can win him fully to our side into the fullness of faith one day ruben yep yeah so what's happening over at Twitter now? A lot of these employees are melting down. 
<laughs> and they've quit over the the Musk takeover. Um, so they they freaked out, Jesse, and uh, and one even apparently vowed to quit over the company's takeover by um, Elon Musk this week. And um, the messages show woke workers inside the San Francisco-based social media company. Well, there's your first problem. It's in San Francisco, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Silicon Valley up there and then up north panicked. Uh, the people panicked and despondent over the prospect of Musk allowing what he considers free speech to take place on the platform. And the Twitter uh, employees freaked out. Uh, and one even apparently vowed to quit over the company's takeover. There's it's a. Uh, it, you know, here is they, they published accounts of the freak out at the New York Post on Wednesday. And a quote, it says physically cringing, watching Elon talk about free speech. A reliability engineer at the site said, according to, to NGO, we're all going through the five stages of grief and cycles and everyone's nerves are frazzled. A senior staff software engineer posted to Slack calling Musk an a-hole. So, wow, they, they just they, these are mental disorders, Jesse. <laughs> You're going to freak out over something like this. Come on, get a life. I I. There, there's this is why men in this country are so weak because yeah. they, they don't they can't stand up they have no spine no backbone but backbone to, to hey let's you know if you don't like this then then find some something else go somewhere don't just sit there and scream I can't take it uh, it, it reminds me of that of that very very famous clip that's on the internet of that young lady. That screams when yeah. Biden gets elected oh, president. When, when Hillary lost, that's that one. Oh, it's, yeah. okay, yeah. And she's got like a beanie on. Yeah. She yeah. falls to her knees and she yeah. look and she screams yeah. up into the sky. Uh, this is Ruben, and and the problem is, is because this generation of 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 people of, of progressives of leftists, they've been used to getting everything their way. Yeah, they've been used to a comfort. They're used to. Uh, no confrontation. What do they call confrontation? They call it uh, micro microaggressions. And, and so we're looking probably, Ruben. I'm not kidding you. At some of the softest people that our country's ever produced. This is not the World War II generation here, right? And 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 we're seeing. I mean, can you imagine? People people are complaining over instead of being thank again. This is why it's good to kind of uh, keep things in perspective and look at Catholics in third world countries or look at the way people live in third world countries in general. That's poverty. That's persecution. That's uh, that's stress. That's something to, uh, again, to complain about. But no, we have everything in this country. These people even have high paying jobs. I just saw the new facility of Twitter on, on, on television last night. It looks like a. It looks like a beautiful modern, you know, NASA NASA stadium. Uh, it, it, uh, these people are probably getting paid big bucks, uh, air conditioned office with cubicles, and they're complaining. I can't believe just because they got a new boss. Yeah, there's talk that he, oh, there a lot of them are working from home now since COVID. So you know, Musk might Elon Musk might call them back to the office, and they're freaking out. How dare he do that? You know, um, and, and this one of them was saying that we're we're all spinning our wheels and coming up with worst case scenarios. Trump returns, no more moderation. 
The fact is that Musk has not talked about what he's planning on doing in any detail outside of the, the broad sweeping statements that could be easily seen as hyperbolic, hyperbolic showboating, uh, one of the employees wrote. Not the place to say say it, perhaps, but I will not work for this company after the takeover, a senior staff wow. video engineer announced to his colleagues. Well, good riddance. Go try to find an, a, a job. This is, McDonald's <laughs> is hiring. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Ruben, this is, this is, uh, like you just said, it. this is a mental disorder. I mean, there's no other way of, of saying this. Uh, one of the senior staff video engineers announced, yeah, not not the place to say it, perhaps, but again, I will not work for this company after the takeover, talking about Musk's, uh, his purchase. Following the back and forth among multiple employers angry about the news, some warned that their communications on Slack could be searched. Uh, uh, NGO reported the employees then moved their conversations onto their personal devices using the encrypted chat application Signal. Yeah. <clears throat> employees at a video meeting reportedly uh, pressed Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal about the Tesla founder video from Project Veritas, which revealed, for example, one employee asked for more clarity on what Musk may have meant by free speech. How simple te is that? Yeah, that is pretty simple. In other words, say anything you want, uh, except uh, you can't threaten people, you can't promote hate, and you can't promote violence or discrimination. It's pretty simple. TechCrunch reported that CEO Agrawal said everyone understood what free speech meant as it's a concept that's existed for a while. Ruben, here's, here's exactly why the left is having a meltdown, especially those employees there. They're a, but... They're afraid that Donald Trump is going to come back, and they're afraid that people like Trump that are going to have a huge following, maybe somebody like, I don't know, Candace Owens or somebody or, you know, Mark Levin, uh -huh. that people that, again, track conservative and patriotic are going to have a huge following. Uh, and, and you're already seeing a lot of people on the left that have been on Twitter, they're losing a lot of followers, which means that these were fake followers. I forgot how they, they say it in the computer world, is that uh, it, they, they, just like, they just like stack their numbers to make them think like, wow, look at how many people are following, uh, you know, Bill Moore or something, for example. And so Twitter was packing the numbers on the left to say, man, that person's got 10 million followers. And those people that were on the right uh, Twitter was actually redacting the numbers of people following them. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. And now when, when you have a level playing field, we're going to see what speech people want to hear more. And this is what they're afraid of because, because conservative, patriotic, and people of faith, our speech comports with reason and common sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesse, <laughs> this is... Uh... They've been doing this to us for for how many years now, and now and they don't see they don't see the irony that you know it's now it, it, they're afraid that what they, what was being done to to us is going to be done to them. And yes, yeah, <laughs> it's it's never been the rights. The right has always been open to free speech, you know. The and um, we've never tried to silence them. We like. Well, during the the summer of love, we had that all those riots, BLM, Antifa going on. We didn't, we didn't, weren't opposed to them, uh, you know, expressing their opinions. Just when they got violent and they started destroying things, that's where you know have to draw the line. 
But uh, and they believed that they could continue to do that. And the left was getting all those people out of jail. They were bailing them out and uh, not prosecuting them. And um, and so, but then when the, the right shows a little bit of, of uh, muscle, like January 6th at the, at the, you know, over in Washington, what did they do? They, they're, oh, they're trying to, to throw the whole, you know, kitchen sink at them. And, you know, you see where that's going. That's right, Ruben. This is, uh, again, we're, we're just moving into a world that was described by George Orwell's 1984 book. It's a world where, again, the government goes rogue and they control the media. They control speech. They want to control thoughts. They control social structures uh, like big tech. And uh, this way they're able to spread a totalitarian you know, uh, type of government uh, across America, if not across the world, through their connections with the United Nations, their connections with the Davos people. God bless uh, uh, Elon Musk. It seems like he could be uh, our Emperor Constantine, <laughs> a, a pagan that God called out of nowhere uh, to give us a to give us a victory. All right. Well, on this side of the break, we'll be talking about the the. Uh could the elections be swayed through this Twitter censorship? Be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Two-man car, Jesus 911, Jesse and Ruben, and... Uh, we're, we've been talking about this Twitter, and we're going to kind of continue with that. Uh, Jesse, this uh, MSNBC, uh, I, what does MS stand for? Is it Masangron or what? what is, <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I never, yeah, uh, good question. I don't know. Somebody will probably uh, text me right now or, or let us know. I just know this, uh, 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 that MSNBC and CNN are probably the worst news outlets in my lifetime yeah and, and and they're so bad ruben that i they're they're i i'm almost positive that they get the lowest number of of views every evening compared to the competitors like you know fox news and newsmax uh they, they get they get trounced every single night mm-hmm. and and of course uh the msnbc hosts they're now complaining about elections could be swayed through Twitter censorship. That's exactly why they're mad. Monday night, an MSNBC host suggested that the elections could be swayed through Twitter's targeting of political parties or candidates. Yeah, they want to control the narrative. They want to hide uh, you know, all the dirty laundry from the Bidens and whoever else is going to run. Host Ari Malber reacted to many news that Elon Musk will be buying Twitter for $44 billion. Telling viewers that they should be paying attention to Twitter since the world's richest person who's very good at accumulating wealth and power thinks this is worth spending tens of billions of dollars on because, frankly, he thinks it's that valuable and he thinks it may help him. It's funny, Ruben, the left doesn't complain about everything else is owned by leftist billionaires, you know, Facebook and Instagram, everything else uh, is owned by leftist billionaires 
uh, you know, uh, what's the the young guy? What's his name uh, that, that bought the elections? Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. They own everything. Now, one guy that's a libertarian, he's not even conservative, okay? Right. Or, a, or a, well, I, w- I wouldn't consider a conservative patriot, person of faith. He's a libertarian. So he buys one of the five platforms, and they're going crazy. They still, the left still owns and operates four of the five platforms, Ruben. Yeah. And Elon Musk, I mean, to show you, he was dating this, what's that, that, that actress that's on trial right now with civil case with the... Uh, Amber Amber Heard. Yeah, he was dating her after the that she split with this this other guy that uh, the actor who's suing her. And uh, I don't even know these actors, but they exactly. (laughs) But but he he, uh, paid off a, a, you know, I I don't know if it was a debt or a promise to the ACLU for one point three million. So, you know, he's not a conservative. No conservative is going to give to the ACLU. Wow. But but he you know, he did that for her. So, Mm. um Anyway, so Trump, they, they're saying that Trump, by the way, today is claiming that he won't even return to Twitter if the ban were lifted. But if you take what Donald Trump says seriously on that score, said Melbourne. So what is happening here? This is far bigger than Trump or Elon Musk. They are all are symptoms of the world we are living in where technology has outpaced any of our ability to deal with it. And he expressed uh, anxieties that Melbourne did, that one person can own all of Twitter, saying if you own all our of Twitter, Facebook, or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. <laughs> so you don't have to be transparent, he says. He continued before suggesting that the owner of Twitter could sway elections. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it until after the election. Isn't that what they did with the Hunter Biden <laughs> laptop? This is right before the elections, during the debates. Um, they canceled Trump. Remember the, his account? Exactly. And <laughs> and and anyone who spoke of the of the uh, of the laptop was censored and 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 shut down. Unbelievable! What they're do what they did to Donald Trump is exactly what they're afraid that's going to happen to them, and it won't happen to them because Elon Musk is not a conservative. He's going to let he's going to give everybody an open forum to. Say whatever they want, as long as you're not cussing or you know threatening people. Everybody's going to have their uh, uh, a voice at the town square, so to speak. Yeah, Elon Musk says this is this is all to help people because he's just a free speech, uh, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. The MSNBC host comments sparked scorn and criticism from Twitter users who pointed out that conservatives have repeatedly been locked out of Twitter accounts for stating traditional views. Or conservative perspectives, as recently as mon- as Monday, Twitter punished concerned women for America's president, Penny Nance, for calling a biologically male transgender athlete a man. And in October 2020, Twitter locked the New York Post out of its account following the outlet's publication of a smoking gun report on Hunter Biden's laptop, exposing that Hunter Biden and his father met with an executive from the Ukrainian gas company Burisma in 2015. And following the announcement that President Trump had won the 220 presidential election, that he stole it, by the way, Mm -hmm. a slew of liberal media outlets, activists and Democrats, suggested that the president should take an active approach to censoring conservative media and punish conservatives involved in the Trump administration. Twitter began massively cracking down on users and actively, after riots, supporting former President Donald Trump, 
stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th. The former president was suspended from the platform shortly afterwards. This is amazing to watch, tweeted Outkicks Clay Travis on Monday. Does he not realize all of this was already done to the Republicans? Yeah, I like this one. Uh, Max Abrams, he posted something to Ari Melber. He says, serious question. Uh, he's a digital strategist, uh, quip digital strategist, Greg Price. I've been looking for a new rock to live under and was wondering which one you use. <laughs> and it just did you want uh, did you want to hear that uh, that short clip from uh, Telsey Gubbert? Yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, do we have it? Is it? Uh, Is it lined up? Yeah, it's all ready to go. Okay, let's do it. You want to give it? Tell them what you're going to hear. Yeah, well, you're going to hear Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she connects the dots between what Obama wants and what o- and Biden does. You're going to see that basically. Biden is just a front man in the White House. Yeah. Obama's been running. This is the, Obama's third term. Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman from Hawaii. Democrat. Uh, who, yeah, Democrat mm-hmm. is going to just lay it out right now. How do you feel about the Ministry of Truth? <laughs> uh, this is the kind of thing that you see in dictatorships, this Ministry of t- Truth, this Department of Propaganda that the Biden administration has just stood up. And the reason why you see this in dictatorships is because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the people. They're afraid that we might actually think for ourselves. And so now they've created this, this body that will do two things. Number one, it'll use taxpayer dollars to uh, work through the mainstream media and flood the airwaves with whatever their propaganda narrative is that they're pushing at any given time and try to drown out anyone with alternate views. And number two, they will silence dissenting voices uh, through intimidation. Uh, This is, I think the thing to recognize with this, just real quick, is that this isn't something new. This is something that they have already been doing that's happening right now. The the only difference is they're formalizing it, making it official, which if there's a silver lining in this, it is they're revealing exactly who they are and why they're doing it, what they're trying to accomplish. And it allows us, the American people, to stand up and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to let you get away with this crap. We will take a stand. We will reject it. And we will throw out of office those who are continuing to uh, push and propagate this undemocratic, anti-free speech mission. That's great. Ruben, she sounds like a Democrat from the 60s. She sounds like a Kennedy Democrat. When uh, they were reasonable, you could have a conversation with them. They weren't hijacked by by leftist organizations. Uh, You could have a reasonable conversation and agree upon a lot of issues. Uh, Yeah, she's what I would call... She's a blue dog Democrat. She's a Kennedy Democrat. Uh, but those are few and far between in the party now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree that uh, that, you know, that there's uh, there's a shadow government going on. Biden's not in control of anything. And, oh, no. Yeah. So no. he's just a puppet figurehead and uh, they they limit whatever he can say. And he's he's come out and, and, and basically said, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer questions. And so. The president of the United States of America, the 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 leading country in the world, and and we have a a puppet in in office, and you know perhaps that's what they intended that they wanted somebody. That's why they get somebody whose mental capacity was was so low that they could put Obama could continue to run the country. And he said in another post, I don't know if we've ever played it, but that they asked him, "Hey, would you would you wish you could have a third term?" and 
he just came out and said, well, I, if I could, you know, just kind of in the background, run it and, you know, not have to show up every day and, you know, just call the shots from afar. He was saying that basically we'll, probably what we're seeing right now. Uh, it's on YouTube. We'll, we'll get it for the, we'll get it next time, Ruben, next time we're on together. It's worth playing that. Uh, this is, yeah. And, and Tulsi Gabbard, she put it out there. She's just letting everybody know what we've already kind of, un, we've kind of intuitively understood that that uh, Obama is running the country. Biden is just a mouthpiece. He's just a figurehead. And, and by the way, he was giving a speech yesterday. That he had a crooked tie. His crooked tie, if you saw it, Ruben, <laughs> his crooked tie is a reflection of his soul. He's, he's a crooked man. This guy for 50 years, Ruben, this apostate Catholic for 50 years, this, the, the, he, he is exactly the worst of what Vatican II produced. Okay, mm. I'm going to just be honest. He's the, this is a malformed Catholic whose moral conscience is absolutely deformed. These are the bitter fruits of Vatican II when you see people like Pelosi, people like Biden, like Fauci. This is, this is classically what happens when our prelates stop catechizing people and stop speaking the thunderous truth from the pulpits. You know, this guy's been hearing some mealy mouth homilies for 50 years. And as a result of that, he's as comfortable with everything he does. does and, he thinks he's, he's, and he thinks he's a good Catholic, by the way. He called himself a devout Catholic. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those politicians are throwing gobs of money at the church and these, these bishops, these fake bishops are, are accepting them. And so they're, they're, they're silenced because nothing's free. They're, you're getting the money, but they want their cooperation. The, the politicians want the cooperation of the church. Hey, God bless Tulsi Gabbard, Ruben. Yeah. That's uh, one courageous woman. Yeah. So coming up, we're going to be talking about Dinesh D'Souza's new film, 2,000 Mules. I, I've got to see this. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. Iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. We're getting to uh, uh talking about a a vote our movie that's going I'm going to watch track. it tomorrow. I'm Great. watching it tomorrow night. It's a, there's a limited release. It was on and uh, and Wednesday tomorrow near my house. So tomorrow I've got tickets, and I've already heard, I've I tried to invite other friends out here. I heard the theaters already packed. Wow! It was packed immediately uh, when it when when it came out. Uh, Ruben Dinesh D'Souza, this guy was a uh, well, he's a Stanford scholar. He's a former speechwriter for President Reagan. He was uh, an author and a writer for many years and a professor. But he's kind of went, he's gone from just writing. I think he says he could be more effective by making movies or videos or documentaries. Kind of like who's that heavy set guy from the the left that does these uh, documentaries? These revisionists, Michael Michael Moore. Okay, yeah. He he's like he's like our Michael Moore. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 Dinesh D'Souza, he's made some incredible documentaries. I know I watched one called Trump Card. 
Another one called 2016 Obama's America. Did Another he, one he made. Yeah. Didn't he get in trouble by Obama? He he was he he had some type of problem. Put him in jail. Yep. Silence. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, he, because because he's so effective. He made Hillary's America. He made America. Imagine a world without her. Death of a nation. He's made some incredible documentaries. So what happened? Obama saw how effective this guy was in just turning people's minds by going putting his documentaries on the big screen, he ended up donating money to some politician. He ended up giving some uh, politicians some money. And they got Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah. They prosecuted him for like giving, I guess you, you can only give like, funds, yeah. yeah, like a limited amount of money to a politician and he exceeded that amount. That's what they put him in jail mm. for. When he went to prison. Yeah. Yeah. That, Oh, my wife said you forgot to say the title of the movie, 2,000 Mules. Yeah, we're going to watch the movie tomorrow, 2,000 Mules, tomorrow night. Got a date with my wife. But, uh, yeah, Ruben, uh, they put him in prison. The other inmates were laughing at him, saying, what are you here for? (laughs) Oh, because I exceeded campaign funds. And even even the prisoners in prison, you, wow. When the government hates your guts, they really go after you. Go ahead, Ruben. Uh, Yeah. No, but three of his uh, documentaries are ranked in the top 10 highest grossing political documentaries of wow. all time. Yeah. So he, he says that he told the Epoch Times that uh, 2,000 burros, I mean, 2,000 mules will settle the issue beyond a shadow of a doubt by using two powerful independent modes of investigation. The evidence is so conclusive, so decisive that it leaves nothing to argue about. And the film opened uh, in, in 300 theaters on May 2nd and May 4th. D'Souza, who was a contributor to the Epoch Times, said an investigative team used cell phone tracking and video footage to prove that unauthorized intermediaries called mules collected thousands of absentee ballots from voters and deposited them in drop boxes for money, which is illegal in all 50 states. And then cell phones emit a unique and identifiable signal or a ping. Trillions of pings were analyzed by investigators to reconstruct the movements of thousands of mules as they went about their work in the weeks prior to the 2020 presidential election, the documentary claims. Now, Jesse, my experience, I've wrote written court orders to to get a ping, uh, to get the cell phone, to track a cell phone by its pings. Uh, it, But it's outside of my expertise to track pings without having a cell phone number beforehand. Uh, but just for the audience, just so you know how triangulation uh, locates the phones, police, uh, or in this case, investigators, police, they rely on princ- principles of triangulation to track down the, the phone and, you know, presumably, and presumably its owner because the nature of the self- cellular network allows the phone to communicate with a number of nearby cell towers. And f- for each cell to, to evaluate the signal strength of the phone network analysis, software and it can estimate the distance of the phone from each tower so if the phone communicates with three or more towers triangulation software use the phone signal strength to from each tower to estimate the geographic uh position of the phone on a three-dimensional plane so this is science he used raw science to to show that the election was stolen yeah yeah Go ruben ahead. here's the the meat of it where he says investigators d'souza said this Investigators also sifted through millions of minute minutes of video surveillance footage and were able to capture on tape numerous mules stuffing absentee ballot drop boxes. D'Souza said the video show the mules. It's human beings. This is just a tongue in cheek. 
taking selfies of themselves as proof of services rendered to their employees in order to be paid. He says, not all the drop boxes were under video surveillance, but enough for to provide were to provide incontrovertible evidence much obtained from government entities. D'Souza said that 2,000 mules contains a lot of never-before-seen footage depicting glove-wearing mules moving from county to county, delivering absentee ballots to drop boxes often in the dead of the night. Much of the focus on the state of, is on the state of Georgia, where according to True the, tr- according to True the Vote, the organization that conducted the investigations, 242 Metro Atlanta mules made 5,668 stops at drop boxes during elections in late 2020. Similar activities were found in Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Texas, Michigan, according to the group. True the Vote estimates that at least 4.8 million votes were trafficked nationally. The studies were funded by the human rights organization First Freedom. Ruben, this movie, this article proves what you and me have believed for a year and a half. The election was stolen. Exactly, Jess. So uh, Biden didn't get 81 million votes, and and you know that. I know that. And um, hopefully this is going to wake up some people. and and this the left is freaking out because this is going to come before the the midterms. <laughs> I I just I can't wait to see this thing. So I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to catch it in the the movies, but uh, but definitely I'm sure it'll be on um, video. video. It'll be out real, yeah. real, real soon. Yeah. So uh, election fraud has been committed by both parties throughout the U.S. history and therefore cannot be considered abnormal. D'Souza said the Democrats have a particular history of committing specialized election frauds in urban areas. The COVID-19 pandemic created an opportunity to do fraud on a scale not imagined before. The avalanche of absentee ballots sent out and the drop boxes presented much greater opportunity. That's right. This is all because of COVID-19. They put these drop boxes, you know, and that's what they're trying to do. They're, uh, the left is probably going to try to get the, the, a new variant of the, of the <laughs> a virus coming out again. And, you know, Bill Gates has already said something worse is coming out. So what, is, what does he know? You know, because he knows because he's part of the uh, Dr. Gates. Order. Yeah, Dr. Gates. <laughs> well, listen to this. A united Republican opposition is the only thing thwarting Biden, Pelosi and the Democrats from enacting their plans. He said across America, the Democrats are trying to get rid of election security measures imposed by the states. They want to legalize fraud. So that's when when these conservative states Oh, even Georgia, you know, has put out they want to they want to um, control how you vote in the sense that not what who you vote for. But but uh, the absentee ballots, they have to request them. They're not going to go out on a mass mailer to people who don't even request them because that's just asking for fraud. That's right. Yeah. The infusion of private money to help pay for elections is something that all of us find very disturbing. And we know what happened. Zuckerberg, uh, that billionaire, he funded uh the last election, Bundit uh, Fighting's last election, yeah. localities were pressured by the nonprofits to have things like drop boxes as a condition for receiving millions of dollars in grant funding, and they use a whole scandemic pandemic uh, as a reason to do this. D'Souza said that in November 2020, nonprofits paid for programs and advertising that actively encouraged certain people to come out and vote. According to the Zuckerberg funded Center for Tech and Civic Life, the money was given to help municipalities cope with public health challenges presented by the pandemic. They're going to try to do it again. Watch. Through the movie 2000 Mules, D'Souza says that we're taking on the ultimate taboo in American politics today, saying that the 2020 election was stolen 
by systematic organized fraud committed by the Democrats and the left. Uh, D'Souza told the Epoch Times, I've known that uh, <laughs> since, uh, since, uh, since the day that uh, Mr. Biden took office, unelected Joe Biden. Uh, but this is just going to confirm what I already know. Go ahead, Ruben. <laughs> just, you know, it, we're talking about stolen elections and this same thing by by talking about that on other platforms, you get canceled. You know, if you even thought that you, that this, the election was was stolen, yeah, they're going to cancel you. So unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is this is what's going on in our America, Jesse. And who, who, who would ever thought that this 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 could happen? But uh, these are crooks. These are people that they have nothing better to do than they, they want to. They want to shred the Constitution, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, the basic right we have from the Constitution. The left, the left wants to shred it, Ruben, because they they've got all this money behind them. You know the yeah. the, the the globalists, uh, uh, the um, one word order people. The love of money, yeah, they're throwing is the root of all evil. That's right. You know, there's also another way, Jess, that they could track cell phones, and and that's the newer phones have a GPS. So. That's, you know, federal legislation in 20, 2001, they required that service providers can, could accurate, have to accurately identify and place phones on their network to within 328 feet. So I don't know if they were using GPS on some of these phones, but they were because uh, that that could get you real much, much closer to, uh, you know, where where you you want to identify exactly where they're at. But uh, this is they're using science and then. God bless them. Thank God that uh, you know this is this is coming out because I'm glad Dinesh is on our side, Ruben. <laughs> we can't have this anymore. We we got to have a, a you know the, the fundamentally this country revolves around free elections, free thought, and and free speech. And and if it's going to take it be taken away from us, then, then you know we'll never have a a, a chance at at winning because the left have there's so much power. You're right, Ruben. And Dinesh D'Souza, he says that he's willing to subject himself to possible cancellations. He goes, I'm defending a system in America which made it possible for me, an immigrant from India, a boy at the bottom, to make my way up, a system, talking about America, that makes this kind of upward economic and social mobility possible. Mm. God bless Dennis D'Souza. I hope he doesn't get thrown in jail again by the left. I hope they don't gin up some... Uh, you know, some some fake crimes about him uh, giving too much money to some politician running for an office and throw him in jail back again. Uh, any documentary that he makes is worth watching. He's one of the he's one of the bright lights of uh, in American politics today for those of us that are patriots, conservatives and people of faith. And he's also a man of faith himself. I know he's an evangelical Christian. He's definitely a fellow traveler. Amen. All right, Jesse. Good show. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be part of it. And uh if you, if you like the show, share it, and um, we appreciate you uh, watching us and spread the good word. Remember, the month of Mary, we've got the May crowning coming up. You can't can't wait for that. Stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics with Gary Mishuda from the Midwest Command Center. We are 10-7. We are EOW. Out. Out.